Greetings, welcome to the Papa Pank Podcast. I am Justin Jane, and this is my friend and my co-host, Jaylene Clark Owens. There's a lot of gray in the world. We think it needs a little more pink, a Papa Pank. We are Philly-based, multi-hyphenated, and award-winning actors taking on all things arts and culture in this joy-forward and ever-playful variety podcast. You are listening to our theme song composed by Jordan McCree, member of the band Ill Dudes. We welcome you, our Pank Papas, both old and new. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate y'all. And with that, let's get it started. Yes, boo! It's Halloween! We are so excited to be celebrating all things spooky with costumes, with spiders, and even a special guest. Now, this Halloween will be a bit different than last year as people make their way back to trick-or-treating or the office costume party. But whatever the case is, you probably have made your own costume at some point in your life. And we are talking about all of that today. So speaking of costume, Jaylene, who are you? Who am I? Pink Papas, I would like you to guess in the comments as to uh what i am for halloween this year can you describe for our listeners i was saying saying it (laughs) (laughs) i have on a black um uh what do you call that sleeveless dress and i've got on some pearls and i have some pearl earrings and i've got some straight hair going and uh, got a blue background today and I have a American flag on one side and pre- presidential seal on the other. So, um, I think some of our peg papa's got it. Kamala. No. Oh. <laughs> you have two, you have two multiple guesses of Kamala. I can see why you might guess that, but I need you to take it back a little more. I need you to get into how I actually, how I look. Who do I most look like? Michelle? Yes. That's it. You hit the nail on the hammer There's with Michelle. the head. I, I, I will say, Jaylene, you were doing that, um, that slight head tilt, the Kamala head tilt. Was I? There it she is. She has head tilt? <laughs> she, she has that head tilt. Oh. She has that like she has that I can see how this could be Kamala though. It is giving Kamala as the hair, well. It's the hair. But, it's the hair. But and, but come on, we gotta get into the chocolateness in the arms. You yes, know, I have been yes, working out, so I ain't got it as yes. you know built up as Michelle has it. But uh yes, I am channeling Mrs. Auntie Michelle Obama <laughs> today. Justin, what do you have going <laughs> Well, on? I wonder if the Pank Papas out there can guess who I am. I am wearing a big old brimmed hat with a pointy tip. It has like feathers and spiders all over it and a veil. I'm wearing this black fuzzy cape shawl thing and some crystals around my neck. I've got my lipstick all over my face and some painted on warts. And I've got a spider and a magic wand. So. Wow. 
who might I be? <laughs> Mama Pat says you are a hocus pocus witch. Sure, yeah, yeah, let's do that. A hocus pocus witch. <laughs> I am definitely trying to um, break the curse of the last year. So I thought it would be nice to be a witch this year. <laughs> yes, I love it. I forgot to, to share my screen and ask y'all how I did. How did how did I do? How did oh, I that's do? Really good. Whoa, you did really good. There, so Jaylene's showing a picture of Michelle O with the pearls and the sleeveless and the hair and the earrings. Do you have the earrings too? Wow. <laughs> pretty good one. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, speaking of creativity and costumes, we have an amazing guest with us today, Lee Paradise, who is a costumer and has worked with many people and companies in the Philly area. So I cannot wait to hear more about her work in just a little bit. So Tickle Pink is where we usually talk about something that has recently been bringing us joy and is a bit of a catch up for Justin and I. And since this is a special Halloween episode, we are talking all things costumes. So Justin, what has been a costume, either Halloween or on stage, that has tickled you pank and why? I'm going to stick with stage costumes because this is our arts and culture podcast. So my company, the Berserker Residence, we are notorious for our costumes. We've done mm -hmm. everything from stuffing spandex in weird ways to painting our faces, all kinds of makeup. Mm -hmm. And in our last kids show, Broccoli, Roosevelt, and Mr. House, we even had someone in a house costume and put them on roller skates. But one of my favorite costumes that I ever made uh, was for a show called The Annihilation Point. This was all sci-fi and space themed. And I played an alien named Gregory Tamborski. So can we see that pic? Um, in that pic, are you in green? I am in green. Okay, So great. this is a costume that I made. This is back when we were making our own costumes for theater. And... Um, this is uh, <laughs> what I interpreted an alien to be, which was just like this stuffed green thing all over me with like tendrils all over me and sacks hanging out of my head and space gear on. Um, and we're all wearing spandex underneath them. Um, but I thought this was a really, really fun and really a send up of just like DIY theater. It was like kind of the perfect, it wasn't trying to be an alien. It was like the idea of an alien. Yes. Um, but when I work in professional theater, one of the ones that I've loved was when I did Treasure Island at People's Light, where our guest works. Um, can we see that one? Mm -hmm. So in this next one, I'm going to be dressed like a pirate. This was Israel Chopped Hand, and I had like a striped shirt. I got to put on tons of makeup. I had like a like a, a thing over my hand. Uh, all my teeth were blacked out, and I got a and I had a mohawk too. And I, I got to paint never it. looked more handsome. <laughs> so yeah, I'm missing a whole bunch of teeth. I've got makeup and dirt all over my body. I'm wearing like 15 different kinds of earrings, and then. Um, this was actually the first draft. I did the show twice. In the second one, I had this really long beard that I got to attach. Um, that, looks that was such a joyous and silly costume. But I think I will say that um, I do love a costume that makes me feel like really good and powerful and sexy. I can see why people like sexy costumes. So the first, the last costume I did before the pandemic was Shakespeare in Love and Lee even worked on this. So I'm wearing this doublet, this gold, situation it made me feel really expensive it made me feel really good 
um, I have a rough on it. It's like, and it's super Elizabethan meets like contemporary garb. And uh, so I can see why people like dressing up sexy at Halloween. That was one of my sexiest costumes, I would say. Um, I don't know if I like that term. Anyway, what about you? What's a costume you've worn that has tickled you, Hank, and why? Um, I'll talk about two shows. The first one is White by James Imes. Um, Justin and I were in this show at Theater Horizon. Shout out to Theater Horizon, shout out to James. Um, I wore many costumes in that show and I actually have a lot of those items to this day. This wig right here is from White. This is my Vanessa hair. So that show is still blessing me to this day. Um, so one of the characters I played was Saint Diana, mm. which uh, is Diana Ross, the boss. This Ross, the boss. <laughs> and so here she is. Mm. Here she goes. I have on like this blue sparkly dress and I got to wear this big Diana Ross type hair. It was just, it was amazing. I, I really, really loved the costumes from that show. Um, and I even wore my own pants <laughs> in that show <laughs> as one of the characters. So it was like, I really got to bring a bit of me into the show. And now I took a bit of the show home with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm rhyming already. Okay. And then the second joint, um, the second show is from when I did um, classical, uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream at Classical Theater of Harlem. Oh, I haven't um, seen that. Yes, I played Peas Blossom, and I was a West Indian fairy. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, I spoke with an accent the whole show, which I loved. And the costume is <gasps> like it's um, it, the base of it. Like the main part of it is like this uh, orange swimsuit that has these little shorts but the swimsuit is like cut up and then there's like a bra built over it and it, all these multicolored pieces of fabric and I got to put all these dots on me and it was just I loved that costume I literally started off the show and I'm like coming down the steps center stage just whining whining my waist in this costume it this this was one of my favorites. Ooh, Jaylene, I love that. I haven't seen that ever. And the and you also have plenty of body paint, which is yeah. really, really the thing that like seals the deal. Mm -hmm. You've got oh. all these yellow um, dots all over your body, and you have makeup too on your face. Yep, it was great. Oh, so good, so great. so good. It was great. Pop in with Papa Pink. So we here at Papa Pink love this segment. Um, this is our chance to catch up with some of our industry friends and share with our audiences a little bit about their processes and personal stories as professional artists. This is where you've seen us hang out with folks like James Imes, Davi Diggs, Robin Hood, Tasha Marie Canales, Mama Pat, and a host of other film, TV, stage, and music artists. Now, since this week is Halloween and we are talking about our costume memories, we thought it would be fun to bring on a real-life costumer. I am personally so, so excited to bring on our guest as I have worked with her at People's Light and can't wait to hear her thoughts on today's subject. So let me get into the bio. Lee Paradise is a costumer and custom clothier. Clothier. See, mm -hmm. I asked before, too, and mm -hmm. I'm still getting it wrong. I'm going to say it French-like. 
custom clothier based and working in southeastern PA. She has been the costumes cutter and draper at People's Light in Malvern, PA since 2014. In theatrical costuming, she endeavors to balance look and functionality in the clothing she creates or alters. To that end, she works closely with costume designers to understand their vision for the overall look of the show. She also listens to the performers, directors, and stage management stage management to ensure that all clothes allow freedom of movement and are not disruptive to storytelling. In real life, custom clothing and alterations, she believes clothes should fit the person, not the other way around. She will always endeavor to enhance all the best aspects of an individual's natural look and shape. She loves potential and is driven by the moment her client sees that potential in the mirror. I absolutely love that. Please give a warm, warm welcome to Lee Paradise. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Lee, welcome to the show. Hello. Oh, thank you so much for being here. What is uh, tickling you, Pank, these days? Welcome. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, Jaylene knows the thing that is most tickling me, Pank, is that we are now in hoodie weather. And that means that I get to be a walking ad for this company, Kin, Kin Apparel. They have these hoods. Huh. It's satin lined, so it loves my hair, and it's giant, which means that any big, big hair can fit under it. I love these things. This one's a crop, but I have zip-up ones. They have thick, plushy ones. I'm absolutely buying another one. They have hats. I... I love this company. They are tickling me fully pink, and the thing is, that's what what's great about them is that they are Philly-based and Black-owned. Yes. So and they're they were on all the box. What did you say, They were on Shark Tank. Yes, yes, they were. They were just on Shark Tank. And I, yeah, woo, I love oh, them. Wow. That's awesome. So they're blowing up. They're blowing up love, now. Yeah. Do you have a top of pink joining us for lunch today? My top of pink is very boring. I'm having McDonald's for lunch because <laughs> my, uh, my husband went to get dental work and um, picked up food on the way home. So That's it's must. <laughs> nuggets and french fries yeah nothing mm. says dental work like nuggets and french fries and are you well, when i was a kid my mom used to take me like after i get dental work she would take me to get like a milkshake because yep. that was my reward for yep. dealing with all of the people in my mouth so same i feel like uh, <laughs> what, my my parents got me candy it was just like Here's straight up sugar. You just got that all. Congratulations. Your teeth are clean here. You can have more sugar. <laughs> and it looks like you're tuning in from your studio. I, I My studio slash bedroom. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Can you talk more about your studio, your duties as a costumer? We would love to hear like, what does a costume designer do? What is a wardrobe supervisor? Tell us a little bit about the business that you are in in your career. Okay. Uh, generally speaking, um, most costume shops, not most costume shops, but costume shops generally are sort of broken up. People's Lights is pretty small. There's only three of us that are permanently on staff, maybe four now. 
Um, and they are the wardrobe supervisor who is the person who's behind the stage running all of the costume changes, doing the wardrobe maintenance, that sort of stuff. There is a costume shop manager who, in addition to helping to create and generate costumes, also does all of the administrative stuff. She's the one that goes to the meetings and deals with all of the emails and does the ordering and the shopping and all of that stuff. Um, so like for a show like Shakespeare in Love, Jen was doing a lot of online ordering and shopping and finding sizes and stuff like that, negotiating and working with the designer to make sure that we got the stuff we needed to create the clothes that we put on stage. Um, me as Cutter Draper, my job is to create patterns. Mm -hmm. So I get given measurements and a drawing and basically told, okay, make this into a real thing. And that's, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and um, also the costume designer. designer is separate from that. The costume designer is actually like, in some places it's a little bit more holistic in general. Like if they're very small and the costume designer is relied on for all of the stuff, but generally speaking, the costume designer comes in and says, Hey, this is what I want. This is my vision. And our job is to make that happen. Wow. And you are also a designer in your own right too? On I am. Stuff. I am a designer. Yeah. So that's really exciting that you get to be on both ends, sort of the maker as well as the, uh, the, the person that gives the inspiration. Which, it is. Which sometimes like? it's a little bit yeah. <laughs> divided because sometimes the, the shop in me, says one thing and the designer in me says something different. Oh, wow. And I have to decide who to listen to. It's almost always the shop because I have way more technical know-how than I have design experience. So mm. I default to whatever the shop brain says, this is what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. I, I feel like I relate to that too when I'm a director. I'm like my actor brain and my director brain are firing at the same time. And I'm like, I'm Absolutely. not an actor in this. Or if I'm an actor in a thing, I'm like, I'm not the one directing this. Mm -hmm. That's a hard, that's a hard thing to remember sometimes. Yeah. So um, how did you get into all of this in the first place? Uh, <laughs> I was wandering around the campus of the college that I went to and I did counted cross stitch at the time to kind of that was my thing that I would do while I was moving around from place to place so I didn't have scissors with me and I was seeing a show in the theater building and I remembered that there was a room that had a wall of scissors so I went to find it and I walked in and uh, the lady in there said to me hi, what do you need? And I said, I need to borrow a pair of scissors. And she, she, she said, you can use them, that's fine, but you need to take that shirt from that person and sew on that snap. And then you can take the scissors and do whatever you want. What? And I just never left. I started with wardrobe for that show. It was Cherry Orchard my freshman year in college. And uh, I, yeah. I pretty much just kept doing it until I quit for a decade and then came back. Do wow. You, do you remember who that person was? Or you? Her name was Christine McDowell. Uh -huh. And she was the interim shop manager while the uh, regular shop manager uh, slash costume teacher was on sabbatical. 
for like six months. So she just happened to be there at exactly the right time. But I bet you Trish would have said exactly the same thing to me. So <laughs> that is an amazing story. Megan Rose says, sounds like a fair trade. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, that's really such an inspiring thing. Um, as a teacher, do you teach as well? I only teach people who ask. I don't, <laughs> I'm not a teacher. <laughs> but those, those like small things that as a teacher or a mentor or as somebody that is a gatekeeper to something, some other knowledge that you just give that one little nudge and then suddenly that yeah. could just be a pair of scissors. And then you are years later, a, a full blown professional. That's awesome. Yes. I love that. Um, what, what you spoke about this a bit in your bio, but what do you feel makes a good costume for this stage? What are the elements of a good costume for the stage? Visual impact mm. with physical dexterity. Mm. Yes, I love that. That was a beautiful I, answer. <laughs> yeah, can you, I, I feel, can you talk a little bit more about what physical dexterity means just so that? Uh, for maybe for me, it's I I don't want actors to feel limited by the clothes that they're in. I know that you're wearing a corset. I know that you're wearing a tutu. I know that you're wearing weirdly tight pants, but I don't want you to feel limited in what you're able to do as a result of those. So I try very hard. I can't always do it because sometimes look trumps function, but I try very hard when I'm creating costumes, like when I'm designing, I, I always have that at the front of my brain. Mm -hmm. I view it as sort of a, a, not a service industry in that I'm serving the actor, but I'm serving the production by not allowing the clothes to get in the actor's way. Amen. Yeah. I love that. I'm uh, as an actor who has worn many different costumes. I've been on the full spectrum to the point where like a designer would like, make a fold in the way the, the shirt fell. <laughs> You're like, there's no way the shirt's gonna fall like that. It's never, never gonna, gonna fall like go that. on stage. And then people who are absolutely like, can you do a squat? You do, do you do a lot of squats in the show? Can you squat in those pants? And I'm like, no. And then it becomes a, a fluid uh, relationship and communication. Yeah. That's really pretty much me. I'll ask you to move. If you know that there's a movement that you have to do, I wanna see it during the fitting so that I can make sure that you can do it and it's not getting hung up by like your armholes too tight or something else because like fits really important and a gorgeous fit is really wonderful. But if it fits and doesn't move yeah. and the actor is struggling with it, Hello. then the fit doesn't matter anymore. Yep. It looks like crap because the actor is struggling. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you on behalf of all actors everywhere. We try to help. <laughs> oh, so what do you think? So let's let's shift to like the the at home costume maker because it's Halloween time. We're all putting together our own things. I'm sure this is a time of year where everybody's like Lee. I actually no, <laughs> no, that's really quite surprising. No. Um, well, what are you for you? Some do's or don'ts for Halloween making your own Halloween costume, putting it together and tips, that kind of stuff. Uh, at the top of it would be, would be do double check with your costuming friends to make sure that they are available before you assume they're going to be able to do your thing. Because most of us are in the middle of builds for Christmas shows right now. Mm. And that's why nobody comes to me because I've been in builds, like big builds for Christmas shows for the last decade. 
So people don't come to me and say, hey, can you? Because the answer is always going to be no. (laughs) Um, My kid doesn't even get costumes built from scratch unless he asks for them in August. Wow. He gets what I can buy him. (laughs) Yeah. Can you tell our audience what it means to be in builds? Oh, yeah. Um, So the... During the window of time before a show actually gets put on the stage, we have already been given the the designs and we know generally the actors' measurements. And then once the actors get there, we have their bodies to work from. So we will start the process with sort of a muslin mock-up, sort of a general idea of what something's going to look like, made out of a really cheap fabric called muslin. Well, really cheap is relative, but anyway, it's, you know. Um, And then we'll take that and use that to inform how we create it out of regular fabric, because regular fabric is always much more expensive and it's limited. So we have to make sure we're going to get it right. So we'll do that process first. And that's part of the build process, at least for us it is. Some people are a lot more speedy and slapdash, but Mm. that's not how we do things in people's light most of the time. (laughs) Yes, well, thank you for explaining that. Any other do's or don'ts for the Halloween costume? Oh, a big don't. Don't appropriate cultures that aren't yours. Um, If you can find a way to think in your brain, if you have to pause and go, I wonder if that's going to be appropriate. The answer is no. Stop it. Just don't do it. Um, None of it. Like any costume that is culturally specific, you need to be very wary of. Mm -hmm. Think about TV shows and, you know, characters. That stuff's fine. Um, Do whatever you want there. That's cool. But, and, you know, you can also do like, nods to characters and to people who aren't necessarily culturally like you. And Mm -hmm. that's okay too, Mm -hmm. but don't dress up as somebody else's culture. Mm -hmm. It's just a gross move. Yeah. What about some dues for like, um, how do you feel about like store-bought costumes at the Halloween store? Yeah. You're all about that. I mean, try to find one that's comfortable that you can move in. Uh, don't get something that's, you know, going to fall apart the first time you wear it, unless you literally only want to wear it that one time. Yeah. Um, keep that in mind when you're shopping. Uh, yeah. Like if you pull the fabric and the thing goes, don't buy that. Yeah. yeah. Don't buy awesome. that. It's not worth your money. Don't buy it. Awesome. I hope you all are prepared now for your weekend, for Sunday, for Saturday. I'm sure there are lots of parties on Saturday as well. Um, okay, so what's a project that you have worked on that you just loved? I mean, you just showed it. <laughs> I really loved that gown. Um, yeah, that was a heck of a thing. Uh, currently, I've got all kinds of great stuff going because we're working on... Um, a lot of great stuff over at People's Light for Christmas Carol. Uh, all of the ghosts are really interesting and fun. Mm. And um, I'm really proud of the Scrooge dressing gown. It looks fantastic and I can't wait for people to see it. Um, yeah. That's nice. awesome. We'll tell you all a little bit more about where to watch the shows that she has coming up and all that at the end of the episode. Yeah. So we touched a little bit upon this with the... Um, 
with Halloween costumes. But when I first started out with my company, I was the person making all the costumes. I got my sewing machine. I was like, I didn't know how to work it. I was taught by Allison Roberts at the Arden how to like sew. And that was, um, awesome. <laughs> that was what tips do you have? What would you have told younger me as a like at home costume designer or anybody out there who has like their own theater company is just like making their costumes? Um, be very brave. Ah. There's not a lot you can like spectacularly screw up. Um, I get, you know, watch a lot of YouTube videos on how to sew in a straight line and practice mm -hmm. it a few times. Mm -hmm. uh, don't get too adventurous on your first go round with uh, really exciting fabrics because some of those really exciting fabrics have really special techniques that you need to know to be able to use them effectively. And otherwise they look really bad. Um, yeah. Any secret it would depend on the project. Yeah, yeah. But any secret places you like to go to get materials or fabrics or things like that? I mean, I used to go to Fabric Row, but it's it's not what it used to be. And Joe Mar is gone. So most of my box stores have gone away mm. now most of my shopping is like you know mood or etsy uh -huh. places like that yeah. uh, i really like etsy because then you can get all kinds of different fabrics from all kinds of different places oh. um yeah i really didn't know joe mar was gone that's that's really upsetting it's that's where a lot gone. of our costumes came from actually in fabrics yeah oh bummer yeah most of them are gone now or i think they were there's, there's like a couple left, but they don't really have the same amount of fabric wow. and stuff that they used to. Huh. Wow. wow. Well, before we get to our games, we have just one more question. Oh, dear. Um, do you feel you are in the minority as a Black woman costumer? What advice would you give to BIPOC artists looking to get into this field? Yes. Okay. Um, it's 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 weird because I know we're out here. Mm -hmm. I know we are. Um, there's a whole great list now of us. So, you know, I know we're out here, but I personally have never met another costumer of color except wow. for, no, I'm sorry. That is a lie. One costume designer we had a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, everybody else has been different uh mm -hmm. everyone else has been you know either a part of the majority or some other mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so there there don't seem to be a lot of us thick on the ground mm -hmm. uh coming out also don't 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 do what I did and let your family's expectations for what you were going to do with your career derail you from doing the thing that you need to be doing with your career. Mm. Don't, don't let that happen. Um, did you have another family is watching? I, not you guys. <laughs> did you those people in my family. <laughs> yeah. Did you have another job before you were a costumer? Um, I went through a couple of jobs, but I, when I graduated from college, I came out expecting to get an internship at one place and that internship fell through. And mm. then I was kind of at loose ends. So I did sort of random stuff for a while. And then I quit because it was really hard to find work where I was physically. And 
I didn't feel like I loved it enough to keep doing it because I really feel like theater is, is a work of passion and you have to have that or you can't, you you'll burn out. Like you'll get tired of it and move on like really fast. So I didn't want to do that. So I stopped and I stepped away and I did another thing and I, you know, went in a whole other direction and then that didn't work out. And costuming was sitting there with open arms waiting for me to come back. So, yeah. Nice. So, so glad you're in the game and can't wait to work with you again. So good. And you make, um, I just want to say this last thing is like, you make costume fittings feel not scary. Those are really insecure moments for me when I have to get in that room and you're surrounded by like four people all staring at you, looking at every curve, every way a thing fits. And it's just nice to have somebody that's just talking to you. That's not even like talking about the costumes, but it's just there to be like, um, that goes so far to be like, oh, I feel comfortable. I can, I can feel awesome. like there's other humans here um, because inevitably one of those humans is really just scrutinizing every little thing. So it's nice to have somebody there that's like taking your mind off of that. I, I've always hated fittings, but um, you make them a little bit more palatable. <laughs> I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Yeah. While I'm having all of those conversations with you. I'm logging all of the curves and all of the bumps yes. and all of the things that I need to tweak. You just don't get to see that part. Yeah, good, good. Thank you for, for not put making that known. <laughs> I'm so, honestly, I just, I, I like being in fittings. The whole point of me making these clothes is so that they go on the person. Yeah. So I can't forget that there's a f- human being there and ignore that person to do the work or I try not to sometimes I get a little lost in my head but I try really hard to remember that I'm not working on a mannequin I'm working on a human being who has feelings and emotions and parts of their body they don't really like and you know all of that stuff and and the pics don't lie when um when uh, Jaylene and I were on white, LaVon was like, look, these pics don't lie. She showed us the fitting pictures and you could just see the spirit of like how we felt in the different clothes. And we didn't know, I didn't know I was like portraying that when she's taking yeah. these pictures, but clearly my face is like, and then she, I'll see the next picture. And I'm like really confident in that clothes, in that outfit. I'm like, I love that show. I loved that costume design. Yeah. I, ooh, that was the show that made me a fangirl for Jaylene. Like, uh, yeah. oh my gosh, that was yeah. oh, a good show. I love that show. It was a good show. This was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your insight, your history. Um, now, because this is Papa Pink, we have to get into some shenanigans. Right so there. we have some games. Okay. So we're just gonna start with a warm up, Lee, and this is just for you. This is called rapid fire questions. And I have just 10, 10 simple things. And all you have to do is tell me the first thing that comes to mind, okay? Oh dear. Okay, okay. it's really easy. Okay, <laughs> the funniest Halloween costume you've ever seen. I dressed my kid once up as a uh, um, truck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. With a little strap and a little trailer painted with, yeah. And then another one with a little, yeah. Perfect. Uh, What's a favorite snack? Uh, Gummy bears. A new pandemic hobby you've picked up. Paper piecing quilting. It's teeny tiny little stitches and I love it. I'm I'm addicted. Paper piecing quilting. That's the first time I've ever heard that. A costume fitting pet peeve. 
squirmy actors. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Classics or contemporary plays? Yes. <laughs> a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I do uh, romance novels. <gasps> a scary movie you love, you like? I don't like scary movies. Okay, a favorite thing to wear? This hoodie. <laughs> oh, and speaking of that hoodie, you got this uh, from Megan Rose. Your beautiful, incredible sweater. He's obsessed with this sweater that I knit for the show. Um, oh. and he's losing it. Uh, yeah, I knit a sweater for, uh, for Christmas Carol and she's very excited about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hope you get to keep that maybe. Afterwards. No, it's, it doesn't fit me at all. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, just a couple more. Your favorite fall activity. Um, apple picking. Um, a favorite play or a musical. I know it's wrong to say it right now because people are grumpy about it, but I really loved Hamilton. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can love Hamilton. I think we can all love Hamilton. Yes. Your dream Halloween costume. For me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't dress up for Halloween. Can I be oh, the okay. Grim, Grim Reaper? <laughs> the Grim Reaper. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, and then the last one is something pink. My water bottle? Yes! yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, our next game is called the alphabet game. And it is where we just come up with something for each letter of the alphabet based on a theme. So this theme is trick-or-treating. So whatever letter of the alphabet you land on, you just got to think of something related to trick-or-treating that begins with that letter. Um, I will start First, yeah. I'll go and then we'll send it to you. Yeah. Apples for um candy apples. Okay. B for boo, because you might be dressed like a ghost. C for costume. Yes. D for um D for dancing, because you dance in your costume sometimes. Yep. <laughs> e for excited, because the kids are excited. F for footwear, because you should have comfortable stuff. Mm. G for gargoyle. Um, H for Halloween. I for... I got nothing. Um, inside. I like yes. to be inside of the house when people are trick-or-treating. <laughs> yeah. yes. J for jack-o'-lantern. Uh-huh. K for knife, because you have to carve that jack-o'-lantern. L for light because you have to light it. Yes. M for milk chocolate. That's the kind of candy I want. Yeah. N for nougat, which is in some candies like uh, Three Musketeers. Oh, for open because that's what you're going to spend the whole night doing opening. Yep. Yes. Peel for peeling those candies open. Um, uh, Q for uh, quit it, qu which is what I would say to my daughter when she's like asking for more candy. <laughs> quit mm -hmm. it. R for rest, because after that sugar high, there's going to be a sugar low and they're going to go to sleep and they're going to stay that way for a long time. S for all that sugar that will give you those highs and lows that you just uh -huh. talked about. Uh, T for treats. Treats. Yep. U. I got. Ooh. That's a hard one. That's, That's a, a rough one. one. Oh, geez. You, you, 
Un- upset um, because they're going to be upset when they can't eat all the candy again the next day. Good one. V for very scary. Uh, w for witch, which is what I'm dressed as. <laughs> Don't give me X. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you could... Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with this the 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 letter of the thing and say exit. Yeah, I don't know why it. though. Maybe the spirits it. exit on the next day. There uh-huh. we go. X Y for um Y for yummy Snickers that I wish I was eating this Halloween. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> and, and Z for zombie, which is a good old fashioned costume that will never fail you if you just choose that. Go with zombie witch. You're going to be good, everybody. Zombie never goes out of style. Zombie never yeah. goes out of style. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Oh, well, Lee, this was so, so fun to have you on the show. Now, before we say goodbye, we always finish with what we call our Pank Freestyle. Jaylene and I are not freestyle artists, but we'll get a category. um, And then uh, Jaylene's going to give me a category. I'll freestyle. I'll give you one. And then you'll give Jaylene and she'll take us home. Oh, dear. Okay. 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 Justin, your category is candy. Candy. It's sweet. It's a treat. It's for me and my sweet. We love to sit on the stoop and trick or treat. Candy is Halloween's signature time dish. So let's come on in because we're going to eat fish. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing says Halloween like fish. Nothing says Halloween like fried rice and fish. All right. Uh, Lee, I'm going to give you um, uh, uh, costumes. Uh, You can be brown. You could be blue. You could be violet sky. You could be purple. You could be purple. You could be anything you like. Pick a costume, wear it, have a great time, and then go home, get some sleep, and have a good time the next day. <laughs> I love Thank that. You, Mika. <laughs> that that's oh, that is one of the best songs in the world. I love that song. We yeah. love it. Oh, right. side note: Megan Rose said uh, Swedish fish. That would have been yes. a good oh, way to end it. Dang! And I love Please. Swedish fish. I was so close, Megan. Okay, <laughs> go for it. Um, give Jaylene her topic. Oh, uh, and it has to be Halloween or not. How about we just make it autumn? Autumn? <laughs> yes, autumn and all. Okay. <laughs> autumn. So here we are in fall. Some might call it autumn. People try to act like they don't like this season, but haha, I caught them. I caught them drinking pumpkin spice and picking those apples at the farm. They know that they like autumn. They were just pulling my arm. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, so good, Jaylene. Oh, my gosh. So, Lee, again, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Before you go, can you please tell us about your upcoming projects? We'll put those banners up, too. 
Absolutely. Um, currently, I am designing a show for 1812 called Two Out of Three, uh, which will have live performances over one weekend, the 19th through the 21st of November, and then we'll stream for a couple of weeks in December. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. Okay. Then, of course, like I already mentioned, there's a Christmas Carol happening out at People's Light opening November 20th. Um, it's a heck of a thing. It's become a really big show and I, I can't wait to see it get on its feet. Um, and the third thing is, oh, I can't forget the, the lantern. I have a show currently streaming at the lantern called the plague. Um, and it was, it was an interesting and fun experience. So yeah, that's, that's sitting out there currently streaming and available for another week and a half. Yay. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we want to just thank you. You're welcome. Once again, Lee Paradise. You can follow her on Instagram at ringed underscore dragon and also at playlist built. And the website is also playlistbuilt.com. We will make sure to include this information in the show notes. Um, this was awesome. Thank this you so great. much, Lee. Thank You're you. Welcome. Happy Halloween, Lee. We'll Thank see you, you around. Happy Halloween, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. Yay! I Yay. love that. Oh, my gosh. So wonderful to have her on. So before we go, everybody, let's check in about anything we have upcoming and that we're excited about with our Pank Forecast. Pank Forecast. Yes. Yes. There's Diana. <laughs> what are you excited about, Jaylene? You know, I'm just excited about releasing my two poetry videos that I shot recently um, and beginning my new uh, flower poetry series on social media. I did one with the tulips. Now I'm going to do one with the sunflowers. Pictures were taken by Brianna Goss. Um, all three of these things should be released sometime next month. So just be on the lookout if you are not following Justin and I. We are on Instagram at this Justin215 is Justin and Jalen Clark Owens is me. Yes. For me, I am excited about um, November 1st, more than Halloween. It's Dia de los Muertos. Hopefully Woo! all of you take a second to remember a loved one that has moved on. But uh, projects that I do have coming up that I want to plug is Minor Character is still playing by New Saloon at the Wilma Theater, but it is streaming online now through November 7th. November 7th will be here so shortly. So if you didn't get a chance to see Minor Character in person, stream it. You can find tickets at Wilma Theater. That's theater with an E-R at the end, dot O-R-G, wilmatheater.org. And uh, next time you'll see me on the podcast, I will be plugging this more, but I am directing The Chinese Lady by Lloyd Se at Interact Theater. This is going to be live and in person October 29th and November 21st. And then it will stream online after that. You can get tickets at interacttheater.org. And that theater is spelled with an R-E. All the different variations. I know. All right. Well, our next episode is going to be next month. This is our last time seeing you for this month, but the month is almost over already. Our next episode is Monday, November 8th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Monday, Monday, not Wednesday, Monday, Monday. 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 Okay, so that's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, please feel free. Oh, we, you said that We already. didn't do my proverb, but that's okay. That's okay? Yeah. Mama Pat's going to be mad if you don't do it. 
Give okay. us a, a proverb about Halloween. Um, when you're feeling witchy, don't get itchy. <laughs> I was I, I thought about adding a B in front of the itchy, but I was like, let's just keep it. <laughs> when you're feeling witchy, don't get itchy. So we want to thank Jordan McCree, who wrote our music, Tracy A. Cassius, our studio editor, all of our past guests, We Paradise Today, and you, our followers, our peg papas. Thank you for everybody who tuned in with us right now. Plug us on social media, subscribe to us, rate us five stars, all of those things, they do help. And thank you for telling us that we are beautiful. Don't forget to donate to us. Help us level up. Any support helps. It's uh, usually like 43 bucks takes care of our StreamYard expenses and Buzzsprout expenses. And we use StreamYard to stream this to all of you. And we use Buzzsprout to host our podcast. That's going to be that. All right. Love you. Bye. Okay, boo. 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 Boo.